Welcome brothers and sisters to Eagles Voice of Victory. We are starting a nine segment series on manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit, going through the nine manifestation gifts that are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Tonight's message is titled, Being Filled with the Spirit, the Gateway to the Supernatural. We pray this message blesses you and you're edified in Jesus' name. God bless you. Tonight, as you guys are jumping on here, as you guys are um, getting on this live stream, bless you all. I'm excited about tonight's message, Manifestation Gifts of the Spirit, Part 1. Um, I was led to speak upon the manifestation gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, the time that we're in. We need to be operating and moving in the gifts like never before. The Apostle Paul, he said that he did not preach with persuasive words, but in demonstration. So the demonstration that the Apostle Paul was talking about wasn't earthly wisdom, wasn't man's knowledge, but it was the power of the spirit of the living God dwelling within him. So you guys tonight, as you guys are logging on tonight, I got a couple streams going. I got, um, I'm on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook and I believe also we're on YouTube tonight. So God bless you guys, whatever stream or whatever avenue you're watching. I pray that this message blesses you tonight. We're talking about manifestation gifts of the spirit. Um, a lot of people don't understand the manifestation gifts of the Spirit. They don't know how many gifts there are. Um, so we're going to get into that tonight. And we're going to begin by the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the gateway into the supernatural manifestations and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. So let me read that again. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the gateway into the supernatural manifestations and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. How many of you know and realize that there are manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit? These are the gifts that the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. Amen. And those that who hunger and thirst will be filled. Maybe there's some people out there that are hungry, that are thirsting for righteousness. Amen. I want to tell you that God will fill you with his spirit. Amen. He will give you that. He will he will quench that thirst that you've been craving. So those that are hunger and thirst will be filled. When people feel empty or feel like there's more from God they can have, the baptism is the way to be filled. I'm telling you, once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, everything changes. God has a wonderful plan for your life. And if you are seeking God and if you feel like there's more to receive from God, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the avenue to being filled. Amen. Acts 2, 4 speaks about being filled. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see here in Acts 2, 4 that the disciples were filled. And what happened when they were filled? They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues. Ephesians 1, 23 lets us know that Jesus fills all in all. We know when we receive the spirit, we have the same spirit abiding and dwelling with us, within us, that rose Jesus from the dead. That's what the scripture tells us. So Acts chapter, um, Ephesians 1.23 says, which is his body, the fullness of him who is Jesus, who fills all in all. So we know that Jesus fills us with his spirit and he is all in all. He is all that we need. 
in Colossians 1.17, the Bible says that Jesus is before all things and in him all things consist. So we know that when we put Jesus before all things, we have everything that we need. And that's a wonderful thing. So we're talking about being filled with the spirit of God. And in Acts 2.4, we see that the, the, the disciples were filled. In Ephesians 1.23, we see that Jesus fills all in all. And in Ephesians 3.19, we see that we are filled with all the fullness of God. And it reads, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So when we get filled, when we get born again, Jesus fills us. He fills us with his spirit. Amen. He fills us with his presence. Amen. And he anoints us and prepares us to go forth and do the work that he's called us to do. But like I said at the beginning of this teaching, the time that we're in, you know, there is not going to be no dead preaching. You know, there's not going to be anything that that we can do on our own. There's nothing that we can do on our own. Everything that we do, we have to be led by the spirit of God and we can't do these things on our own. So we have to be spirit filled and spirit led in this time that we're in. Paul so Paul, he didn't preach with human, human wisdom, eloquence of speech, but he preached in power and he preached in demonstration. And that's what we're getting into tonight. The infilling of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the spirit, and the gifts of the spirit. So right now we're going over scriptures that's showing about being filled because right now we're talking about being filled with the spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter five, verse 18 says it's filled, basically filled equals being controlled by the spirit. Amen. The Bible says that those who walk according to the spirit, right, do not live according to the dictates of their flesh. And these who are led by the spirit of God are the sons and daughters of, of, of God. So we can't let our flesh dictate how we're going to live. We're to crucify our flesh under our feet and live in a life to, into submission of the spirit of the living God. And that's how we're supposed to live. So being filled with the spirit of God is so we can be controlled by the spirit of God. And Ephesians 5.18 says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dis dissipation but be filled with the spirit. See, we see multiple scriptures here that are saying be filled with the spirit. I don't know if there's somebody tuning on, tuning in tonight, watching it and just feels like there's more to receive, you know, that there's more to get. And it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to tell you, once you're filled, you're going to see that you receive boldness. We'll go through these scriptures here. Amen. You'll receive a refreshing. You build yourself up on your most holy faith. You have to be filled with the spirit of God to be effective. I preached a message on on Resurrection Sunday and Pentecost Sunday. On Resurrection Sunday, Jesus came after he had resurrected and he breathed into his disciples. And it said they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But Peter, he went back fishing after he was born again and filled with the spirit. But once we see in Acts chapter 2, when they, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, with Bible evidence of speaking in tongues, Peter preached a message to, I believe, over 3,000 people, and, there's, and they gave their life to the Lord. Peter never went fishing again. He turned the world upside down with the gospel, and the church was added day by day. So you have to see that the boldness of the Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit, gives us something that we didn't have before, which is boldness to preach the gospel. And we need boldness in this day and this time that we're in to preach the gospel. Amen? So we see here. Um, we just read Ephesians 5.18, and now we're going to read Acts 4.31. We 
when we started in Ephesians 1.23, I mean, Acts 2.4, we saw that they were all filled as they were sitting together. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And in, an act, in Acts 4.31, they were filled again. It says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. You see that? That's what I was just talking about. They all spoke the word of God with boldness, and that's what the Spirit of God gives us. It gives us boldness. It enables us to do things that we weren't able to do before in our natural strength. You know, before I got saved, before I got born again, I never wanted to speak in crowds. I never liked to be around people. But when I became born again, when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was baptized. I'll just share my little testimony of when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. I was sitting in my kitchen after I was radically saved. I hadn't been to a church yet, hadn't walked into a church or anything. I was sitting in my in my kitchen reading the book of John, chapter 16 where Jesus says, I have to go away because if I do not go away, I cannot send the helper. When I read that, I began to weep. The Spirit of God came upon me and I began to speak in other tongues in a language that I never spoke before. And I, I felt the power. I, I felt the refreshing. And ever since that day, I've had a boldness to preach the gospel wherever I go, whether I'm in the grocery stores, wherever I'm at, I've been embold emboldened by the Holy Spirit. And that's what it does for us. So I just want to encourage you guys today to know that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives and abides within you. So we read those scriptures about being filled. Um, we touched on those five scriptures, Acts 2, 4, Ephesians 1, 23, Ephesians 3, 19, Ephesians 5, 18, and Acts 4, 31. These are all references of being filled. Amen. And we have to know that Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. We can see in Luke chapter 3, verse 16, it says, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Tongues is the avenue toward being filled. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse four says, he speaks in a tongue, edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So we can see, you know, there's there's a gift of tongues and then there's your heavenly language. See, a lot of people think that tongues all the, all the time require an interpretation. No, when you speak in tongues, your heavenly language, you pray to build yourself up on your most holy faith. When you're at home, you pray in the spirit, you pray mysteries. When you pray in the spirit, you speak not on the men, but on the God. And Jude 20 tells us we build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Amen. Your cup needs to be full when you go out and minister to people. When you're out there evangelizing the people, your cup has to be full. If your cup isn't full, you're not going to be able to minister to other people. And how do you keep your cup full? You keep your cup full by staying in the presence of the Lord, by praying in the Holy Spirit, by building yourself up on your most holy faith. And this is why. The Lord has given us his spirit, the helper. He is also referenced to the helper. And when we reference Holy Spirit, we don't call Holy Spirit it. We don't call him a thing. Holy Spirit is a person. He is a he, and he's referenced in the Bible. So when we address um, Holy Spirit, speaking about Holy Spirit, we refer to him as a person, as he or him. 
You know, um, it's just like if somebody referred to you or to me as an it. See, Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person. He is our comforter. He is the one, our paraclete, the one who dwells within us, who walks beside us, who gives us strength and wisdom and knowledge and revelation. You know, he is our helper. You know, I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you just say, Holy Spirit, what are you going to have me do today? What do you want me to wear today? Where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to minister to today? And I will tell you, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll lead you. He will guide you. And I know, you know, the things of God are, are foolishness to the people of the world who do not have the spirit of God. People will say, man, that man's crazy. What is he talking about? No, when you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of you. That's why we can live forever, because we have an eternal spirit dwelling within us. When we receive and believe Jesus and become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live and abide and dwell within us. Amen. He is our seal, our, our guarantee until our purchase, until our body is fully purchased and fully um, um, gathered by Jesus when he returns. You can read that in Ephesians 1.13. Holy Spirit is our guarantee to salvation. So we saw that Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. That tongues is the avenue toward being filled. We read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, that says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So we see that prophecy is for edification. So you see people um, prophesying all these other things, gloom and doom, trying to speak curses on people. That's not of God. That's witchcraft. That's wickedness. You can see here in the word of God that it says, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Prophecy is for edification. You know, it's not for tearing down. And if anybody tears down and tries to prophesy and say it's from the word of the Lord, you have to you have to cross reference everything with scripture. Just because somebody says something and it sounds good, it doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. They could be in their flesh. They could be speaking, you know, um, you know, uh, curses over people and people that don't know any better, that don't know the word will just think, oh, yeah, that was a good prophecy, you know. But that's not prophecy. You have to know the word of God. You have to know how the Holy Spirit works and how he moves and how he operates. You have to know the nine manifestation gifts of the spirit of God. You have to know the nine fruits of the spirit, you know, so you can recognize Holy Spirit when he begins to come into operation. And how does he come into operation? He comes into operation through working through us. Amen. As we surrender ourselves to the spirit of the living God, he will work through us. He will work in us and through us. See, God has always used people from the beginning of time. He could have done things himself. He could have rescued the Egyptians from Pharaoh himself, but he chose to use Moses. Amen. As that vessel. Amen. He chose to use Joshua. He chose to use Daniel. He chose to use Elisha. He chose to use the apostle Paul. He chose to use all the mighty men and women of God through the canon of scripture. And they were, they were, they were strengthened and they were quickened with the spirit of God. See in the old Testament, you could see that the spirit of God came upon them, but in the new Testament, the spirit of God dwells within us and the, and uh, the Lord has given us strength to go forth, to do what he's called us to do. So you have to know that speaking in tongues is for self edification, for building ourselves up unless you're operating in the gift of tongues, which requires an interpretation. When you're in a public setting and you're in church and you're gathered and someone blurts out, all of a sudden just starts speaking out in tongues, that requires an interpretation. But when you're worshiping 
as a corporate body and praying in the spirit, as someone's praying in the understanding and you're, everyone is praying in the spirit. Amen. The Bible says when we speak in tongues, we speak not on the men, but on the God. That's corporate prayer, corporate um, um, intercession. You know, so you have to know the difference. You have to know what the Bible teaches and the difference between these. So we see um, I read that tongues is the avenue towards being filled in first Corinthians chapter 14, verse four. It says he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So it's about edification, right? We speak in tongues. We edify ourselves. If we prophesy, we edify the church. So there's edification coming from both of these avenues. And that's very important to know. Jude 20 says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going through the basis right now. I'm just breaking some some foundation. I'm just tilling some dirt right now. Um, we're probably going to be into be in this um, for a while. We're going to be getting into this. Um, and it's probably going to be a couple weeks talking about the manifestation manifestation gifts. There's nine manifestation gifts. There's nine fruits of the spirit. And it's going to be a, a long teaching and we're going to get into it. So if you guys want some meat, you guys want some teachings, um, some good teaching, get your notepad, you know, um, watch this video over and over. You know, it's going to be uh, probably about three or four weeks on manifestation gifts of the spirit. And I'm going to be breaking down what each manifestation gift is. And it's going to be um, an awesome time. Amen. An awesome time to be built up in the Lord. An awesome time to get some wisdom and it's all coming from scripture. Everything that I'm teaching, everything that I'm reading is coming out of the canon, canon of scripture. Um, and you can cross examine everything that I teach, everything that I say, and it's gonna line up with scripture, amen. And if you have the spirit of God, um, the word, the words that I speak and the things that, I, that I'm teaching is going to bear witness with your spirit, amen. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, we can we can lead you to get baptized. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. God is doing some amazing things um, through our ministry. Um, we have brothers and sisters in Pakistan who are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit over Zoom. So we've uh, my brother um, who had joined Eagle Altar Ministries Pakistan. We got a young brother who's zealous for the Lord. He's spreading the word out in Pakistan. Brother Shabib. Um, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit a couple weeks ago, and the next day he led some family members, six um, or seven family members. They got baptized in the Holy Spirit. He had his brother call me. His brother received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we could see, you know, when the disciples met up with some other Christians, and they said, "Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Spirit?" And in the in the Bible, the disciples said, "We haven't even heard." Of, of a Holy Spirit that we need to be baptized in. There's people out there that don't even know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It gives you boldness. Come on. And, it, and it's an awesome thing to be bold for the Lord. It's an awesome thing to be able to glorify our King with boldness without being, um, you know, reserved or anything like that. It's not about, you know, um, going out and being crazy on the street. No, it's about Freely, the Bible says, as you have freely give, free, uh, as you freely receive, the freely give. Amen. And that's what we can do now. We can freely give the love of Christ. Amen. Maybe you couldn't love people before. Maybe you couldn't tell people you love them. 
Maybe you couldn't tell people you're sorry, but when you become born again, we can now freely give the things that we have received from the Lord. And that's a beautiful thing. Everything that we've received from the Lord is not to be held onto, but it's to be shared with everybody. You know, there's no copyright on any teachings, any teachings I do, any teaching anybody does. There's no copyright on that, that teaching, just like, you know, uh, speaking in tongues is for the edification. And just like prophecy is for edification of the church, teaching is for edification of the church. It's to build us up. Amen. The iron sharpens iron. And that's what it's about. You know, there's brothers teaching on on certain subjects here, on another subject here. And we have to be thankful for all of these teachings if they're biblically, biblically based. Amen. And they're coming out of the word of God because each part has to do is share. If God has anointed a brother to teach, praise God, let him teach. If God has, uh, you know, uh, anointed somebody to serve, you know, let them serve with, with, with gladness and joyfulness. If someone, you know, God anointed someone to give, let them give cheerfully. You know, the Bible tells us anything that we do unto the Lord, do it heartily. So that's what we have to do. But tonight we're talking about manifestation gifts of the spirit. We just read Jude chapter 20. Let us know that, you know, we build ourselves up praying in the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14, two lets us know that tongues is um, this is just a, uh, something that I wrote down. So it says tongues is the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So you say, well, what's the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, we saw in Acts chapter two, when we read in Acts chapter two of them being filled, what happened when they got filled with the spirit? What's it say in Acts chapter two, four? So if we want to see what's the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to go to scripture. We have to see what scripture says. And in Acts chapter two, verse four, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened? They began to speak in other tongues, you know, and whether this was the gift of tongues, or if it was their heavenly language. Um, a lot of times when you when the gift of tongues comes, sometimes some people speak in other languages. You might hear someone who doesn't speak in French. They'll start speaking in French and there'll be someone close by that speaks that language. And, and that's, that's a gift of tongues. But your heavenly language speaking in tongues does not require an interpretation like I shared earlier. So 1 Corinthians 14, 2, lets us know in the spirit we speak mysteries. So it says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So we can see here that this isn't talking about the gift of tongues, because if you speak in, uh, if in the gift of tongues, there's going to be an interpretation. So you will understand what they say, because that interpretation will come. But when we pray in our heavenly language, we're speaking mysteries. We don't know what we're speaking, but the Bible says that we pray the perfect will of God. And that's that's awesome. Who would I want to pray the perfect will of God when I pray in the understanding, when I pray in English, I can't always, you know, um, know what to pray or know what to say. So I have to pray in the spirit because I'm praying the perfect will of God when I pray in the spirit of God. So there are nine attributes of the fruit of the spirit. Um, and we can see that in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. See, there's fruits of the spirit and then there is manifestations, manifestation gifts of the spirit. So you can't confuse the two. The fruits of the spirit and the manifestation gifts of the spirit 
are two separate things. But there's nine manifestation gifts, and there's also nine fruits of the Spirit. So let's see Galatians 5, 22 and 23. These are the nine fruits of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we can see here that there's nine fruits of the Spirit. So we have to recognize these things. You know, if anybody comes with you, comes at you with anything other than these nine fruits of the Spirit, you know they're not, they're walking in the flesh if they're not coming in in the fruits of the spirit you know and i know a lot of times it's not always easy to walk in love it's not easy to walk in joy it's not easy to have peace it's not always easy to be long-suffering to be kind and good to others but i want to tell you you know the flesh is weak but the spirit is willing you can do these things god has equipped us to do it because we have the spirit abiding within us if you didn't have the holy spirit forget about it you know but you have the holy spirit you can do these things so we see the nine fruits of the spirit. So you have to know what the fruit of the spirit is for. So the fruit of the spirit is evidence of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. Remember I said, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you, you see people walking contrary to the fruits of the spirit every day. You see people that are not born again, that are not saved, and you know they don't have no fruit, you know? So the Holy, the evidence of the fruit is the I mean the fruit is the evidence of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us the indwelling of the spirit is for fruit bearing and that's what it's for and we have to exercise this stuff if we never exercise the fruits of the spirit just like if you never exercise your muscles you're going to be weak you have to be built up you have to be strong you have to be equipped for these things so the fruit of the spirit is the indwelling of the spirit is for fruit bearing so the Holy Spirit within us is for us to bear fruit. We're, we're meant to bear fruit. That's God's desire for us to bear fruit. Amen. So we're going to get into a couple other things before I end tonight. And next week, um, I'll break down the um, nine manifestation gifts of the Spirit. So there are nine manifestation gifts of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. And this is also known as gifts of the spirit the infilling of the holy spirit is for service so we see that the fruits of the spirit uh, the spirit of god indwelling within us is for bearing fruit and the infilling of the holy spirit is for service it's for our service onto the lord and what he's called us to do we can see in first corinthians chapter 4 uh, chapter 12 verse 4 it says there's diversities of gifts but the same spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 5, the next verse says, There's differences, difference in ministries or administrations, but the same Lord. And the next scripture in 12:6 says, There's difference of operations, but the same God. So we see there's diversity of gifts, the same spirit, different ministries, but the same Lord, and different operations, but the same God. So we have to understand that. There's many ministries and God hasn't called every church to the same ministry. There's different ministries. First Corinthians chapter five says, but it's the same Lord. So some people say, well, they're not doing they're not preaching this at that church. Maybe God hasn't called them to preach that at that church. God has anointed them to teach and to preach in a certain area. 
So we have to understand the word. We have to understand the manifestations of the spirit and what God is calling certain people in the body to do. See, each part doesn't share. Each part doesn't do the same thing. Like my pinky, it doesn't do the same thing as my as my arm. See, my thumb doesn't do the same thing as my ear. My nose doesn't do the same thing as my mouth. They all have their own individual purpose and place, and they do what they're meant to do, just like the people in the body of Christ, our brothers and sisters. See, because one brother's called, so in Ephesians chapter four, it talks about when Christ ascended, he gave gifts to men, some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. See, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, they all have different functions in the body of Christ. They all don't do the same thing. And we have to realize that. We have to understand that there's different ministries, but it's the same Lord. Just because someone's ministry doesn't look like your ministry doesn't mean that God is not in it. There's diversities of gifts in each ministry. And just because somebody doesn't walk in the gift that you walk in doesn't mean that the Lord is not in it. You know, because the Bible says it's the same spirit and there's different of operations, but the same God. So there are three categories of gifts, manifestations of the gifts of the spirit. So there's nine manifestation gifts of the spirit, right? Nine total, just like there's nine fruits of the spirit. So, but they're broken up in the three categories. So the nine gifts, manifestation gifts, are word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, right? And then you have the gift of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healing. And then the next three are prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues. So you have the gift of tongues, then you have your heavenly language, and then there's interpretation of tongues. So these are the nine manifestation gifts of the spirit. And they're broken down in the three categories. So these three categories that they're broken down into, there's three in each category of the manifestation gifts of the spirit. So there's revelation gifts, there's power gifts, and there's utterance gifts. And we have to know the difference between these. So the revelation gifts of the spirit are the first ones that I mentioned, which are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning the spirits. And then you have the three power gifts right which is gift of faith working of miracles and the gift of healing and then you have the three utterance gifts and when you say utterance that means speaking so the three utterance gifts is prophecy diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues so these are the nine manifestation gifts of the spirit and we're going to get into all what all of these um gifts entail um what they look like amen and this is just uh, week one, part one. So next week, we'll get into 1 Corinthians um, chapter uh, verse one, chapter five through seven, and 2 Corinthians chapter eight, verse seven. And we'll look at what these gifts are, what the word of wisdom is, what the word of knowledge is, what the gift of faith is, what, the, what are the gifts of healing, amen? What's the gift of working of miracles? the gift of prophecy, the discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. So next week, we'll get into all of these. Um, we'll begin actually breaking down what these gifts entail. Um, God bless you guys. I appreciate, appreciate you guys for logging on tonight. 
um, talking about manifestation gifts of the spirit. So next week, next Wednesday, we'll be coming on here live again at 6 p.m. talking about manifestation gifts, going through the nine manifestation gifts, which are in First Corinthians. So God bless you guys. I love you guys. Stay blessed. Amen. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep pressing and keep Jesus first. God bless you guys and have a wonderful evening.